So you've crafted what you think is the perfect social media post and crickets. You share it. No one's really engaging on social media. So if you're sitting there wondering why some of your favorite people choose to remain in the shadows, this episode of the podcast is for you. Today, we're diving into what I call the lurkers of your community, those people who silently observe what you're doing and never engage. And we're going to dive into what exactly to do about it. Let's get into it. Before we get into it, this episode is sponsored by Riverside, which is the all-in-one podcasting tool we now use for our show. And y'all, they feel super luxurious. Riverside is the all-in-one podcasting and video recording tool that gives you studio-quality recordings and lightning-fast editing right inside your browser. And y'all, it's super intuitive and easy to use. Once your recording is done, you'll be able to automatically download separate audio and video tracks and edit it all within a few clicks. It's really very easy. So head over to Riverside and you'll get 15% off. That's one 5% off using my code DREA, D-R-E-A, at checkout. But y'all, it's free to get started. So click the link in the show notes and get started today. If you're new here, my name is Andrea Jones, and I'm a social media strategist dedicated to helping you make connection, build community, and make your difference in the world. Let's get into this episode of the Savvy Social Podcast. So there are certain types of communities that just don't see engagement. And I see this happen so frequently with some of my favorite brands and businesses that I love to work with, whether they're in my paid community or they are a private client or they're just booking a one-on-one with me. They come in and they go, Andrea, I'm not seeing any engagement. I want more engagement on social media. And I think it's pretty natural for this desire because social media is literally built to stimulate our brains and give us that beautiful, beautiful dopamine hit from seeing a like or a comment come in. These sorts of engagement types are so public. Everyone can see them. And so you can see other people's as well. You can see how many likes and comments they're getting. And human nature comes into play when we go, I want that too. But here's the thing. Not every business is built for likes and comments. There are certain communities who don't engage. I think about a past client of mine who was a divorce coach, um, often working with people considering getting a divorce. And I can tell you right now, those people weren't commenting on her post going, yes, absolutely. What you said is true. I am considering a divorce. It's just not something that people usually publicly declare. I also see this in other industries as well. I think about some of the nonprofits I've worked with in the past. Oftentimes, our goal is to get people to obviously donate. Um, at the most, though, they may like and share. They don't usually comment on you know posts asking for donations. Um, you also see this in the software uh, community. If you I run a software company or let's say you're a social media manager for a software company. Um, a lot of times that audience doesn't usually engage. They're interested in you and your brand and what you have to talk about. Um, they're you know, either a current customer or potential customer, but they don't typically comment on social media posts. Um, if you are a local business, I see this happen a lot with local businesses, your capacity for community is actually a lot smaller than, you know, global or even nationally based companies where their potential reach is just a lot larger based on demographic. Um, If you are a technical or highly complex business, one of our clients is like this 
working with um, very high-level PhD um, education candidates. Even as I'm saying it, I'm like, these words sound like they go together, but I'm not smart enough to put them together. Um, And as we're working with her, you know, her potential client and customer, uh, they don't comment on social media. They're just not the type to comment. And they actually don't scroll through social media a lot. And then I think about traditional businesses like um, agriculture businesses or manufacturing. We don't typically see a ton of social engagement on those types of businesses. So if you're sitting there going, Andrea, I fall in one of these categories or I think my community member may fall into those categories, I want to talk about your lurkers, your silent observers on social media. And the thing is, Not every single type of person will engage on social media, but that does not mean they're not interested in what you have to offer, okay? So they're watching, they're looking, they're reading, they're making their informed decision about you and your business. That doesn't necessarily mean that they are liking and commenting. Anecdotally, some of my loudest community members are my advocates, but they're not necessarily my private clients. These are my cheerleaders. They're in my corner. They comment on my posts. They engage. Maybe they buy a digital product or two, um, but they're not typically my private clients, my highest paying clients, um, or the types of businesses that send me lots of referrals, things like that, right? They're not the ones that have the most impact on the revenue of my business. They can help support that absolutely. Absolutely. Um, But my loudest community members don't have the highest monetary value. They're still very important to me. And that's why I struggled and I hesitated when I talk about that because monetary value is not the end all be all. There are so many different ways that I apply value in my business, which I'll talk about in a second. But I wanted to just make a little asterisk there. The people who become clients are my silent community members. I can't tell you how many times where a potential client comes in. I can think of one in particular, actually, uh, Rachel Rogers um, and her team worked with them for six months last year. Um, In between, they were in between hiring their internal team. So we helped them as a kind of middle ground and helped them with some training for their internal team. Her team came to me quoting something I said in an Instagram reel. And then later, they it felt like they were reading back my, my website copy to me. Like I could tell that they studied what I was doing, but I didn't see likes and comments come in from them particularly, right? I didn't see uh, a lot of uh, Rachel Rogers like liking and commenting on my posts, um, but they were looking silently observing, lurking, if you will. And so I don't see engagement as a sign of interest. It can be one indicator that your content is um, resonating. It can be one indicator that you're making connections, that people are understanding your your concepts. It's just one indicator, right? Um, And so I mentioned I wanted to talk about engagement does not equal success because I think that due to influencer culture and due to the possibility of going viral, oftentimes we equate likes and comments, video views, things like that with success. Um, But unless you are an influencer that doesn't have the best impact on your business, if you wanted to go after the most likes or comments or things, you may be posting different things on social media. 
Por ejemplo, for example, I know for a fact that my kid is freaking adorable and she would get so many likes and comments on social media the most. However, number one, that's a boundary of mine. I don't post her on social media. And number two, uh, she has nothing to do with my business and I'm not pimping her out just for likes and comments, right? <laughs> like this is just not what I do. Um, even though that could bring in a lot of interest. Interest does not equal business success for me. I see this happen sometimes with other business owners as well. Last year, I did a consult call with someone who went viral on TikTok. One of her videos had over a million views. The video had nothing to do with her business. Absolutely nothing. Um, And so it was fun. The topic was fun. Um, So she came to me and said, how do I capitalize on all of this attention into my business? And I said, "Mm, you can't really. I mean, you can continue to create content. That viral video could be like a signal boost to the rest of your videos. But ultimately, if you want to convert people into the current business that you have in your current offers, uh, you're going to have to talk about those (laughs) and create content around those and not this random topic that you created content about. So engagement does not equal success. However, engagement can support success. On the flip side, I have had clients who have gone viral for content that is directly related to their subject matter of expertise, and it has helped their uh, progress. There are so many other success metrics outside of engagement and even outside of social media. And I am social media strategist, yes. However, um, most of my time, energy, expertise, conversions uh, go into my email list. So I spend my entire time on social media trying to grow my email list. And social media has been a fantastic tool of helping to like attract and nurture and find my people, connect with them. Um, But most of my creative energy goes into this podcast, which is an intimacy marketing channel, or my newsletter, my other intimacy marketing channel. And like my podcast has won awards. I've never won awards for a social media post. My newsletter has way more subscribers than any of my social channels. Um, And so for me, my success metrics on social are not engagement. It's actually looking at other ways that I can grow that area of my business. Okay, so we're going to take a quick break. When we get back, I'm going to talk about what metrics to look at and more. If you're tired of always feeling like you're starting from scratch with your marketing content, spending so much time uh, for something that just is gone in a snap, I have the best solution for you. It is called the Digital Brain Power Pack, our brand new resource for online business owners. And it's designed so that you don't have any more one hit wonders. You get to store all of your best content in your very own custom created digital vault. So you can repurpose eloquently and you can say goodbye to the never ending desire or need we feel to create completely custom content on social media. Grab the Digital Brain Power Pack today for only $17. And your past content is pure gold. So with this Digital Brain, we are going to mine that content for the gold that it is, shine it up, repackage it, rejuvenate it, and make it feel brand new again, even though you're posting 
old content on social media. Okay, so what does the Digital Brain Power Pack come with? It comes with our Digital Brain training, so you can really kickstart your journey, know where to start, how to update it. It comes with the ready-to-use template in Airtable, which is my tool of choice when it comes to building out digital brains. It comes with real-life examples, so you can see digital brains in the wild. And yes, you'll get to peek at my own digital brain. Sneaky, sneaky. And oh, if you are an agency or social media manager, I have a mini training for you in there on how to do this for your clients. So if you are ready to take your content past, present, future to the next level, grab the digital brain power pack. It's $17, y'all. And give that endless hustle the boot and embrace your brilliance the things you've already created again $17 the link is onlinedrea.com slash digital dash brain but y'all know the best link is in the show notes click it there I'll see you there all right we're back so the first thing I want you to think about when you think about engagement is actually the quality of engagement versus the quantity of engagement So I know the number of likes and comments is that dopamine hit that we love and we love to see it and we know that other people can see it. But would we much rather have a very thoughtful comment or even a sidebar conversation and direct message versus the kind of surface level interaction that comes with a like or a comment? Okay, so thoughtful comments to me, are much more powerful than someone liking a post. The same goes for private conversations. When I think about what is more intentional, when I think about what has the most impact to me as like someone facilitating community, it's thoughtful connection and not a passing like or a public comment that's like, nice, good job, well done, congrats, that sort of thing. Those are nice. I'm not saying they're not nice. Um, But that's not my goal. My goal is to take it a step deeper, go a little bit deeper and have that connection um, point with someone. So take a look at quality of that engagement versus the quantity. And if you are a professional, like you're a social media manager or something like that, like I am, um, this is something that we put in our reports for our clients as well. Um, It's really easy to keep reports kind of really high level and to show just number of likes or number of comments. But my team and I, we take screenshots of things along the way and go, here's something that's actually thoughtful and impactful. I also like to look at private metrics versus public ones. So the ones that are a little hidden behind the scenes. So when I think about the metrics that are public. I think about likes and comments, views sometimes, depending on the platform. Um, All of these are very public metrics, right? Like I can see them, you can see them, your mom can see them, like everyone can see them, right? And that's great. But sometimes the most important metrics are the private ones, the ones that only you can see as the admin on that account. So sometimes this is called insights. Sometimes it's called reports, analytics, metrics. Go into your platform and take a look at things like clicks. Okay, so I gave the example earlier of a nonprofit asking for donations. And you say on Instagram, click the link in the bio. Well, how many people are clicking the link in the bio? (laughs) Let's take a look. And if we see that certain posts result in more clicks than others, then we know those posts may be resonating. 
Or if you are looking at other metrics like shares and saves, that can also be very helpful. So on most platforms, if you're sharing a post, it doesn't necessarily mean you're sharing it publicly. Like it doesn't have to be like retweeting or rethreading or reposting. It can also mean sharing it to your stories. It can also mean sharing it via text message or to a direct message. So shares is also a great metric to look at, and it's not public for a lot of platforms. And then finally, saves. When we look, when we think about saves, if someone is saving your post for later, that is also a really good metric to look at. Um, I think about this specifically with my divorce coach client, my divorce lawyer client in the past, where you know people may not be liking and commenting. But if they saw something that resonated, oh, they're saving it for later (laughs) because they're in the consideration phase of this process and then they're saving it and they're coming back to it later. So for us, we're looking at those metrics. At the end of the day, when we think about engagement on social media and having the type of audience that doesn't engage, we can still look at social media and our content marketing at large as serving a different role in our business, right? It doesn't necessarily mean that role is engagement unless you're building like a community style business. Typically, that could be um, having that consumable content. I gave the example earlier of my client who, you know, went through all my content, it felt like, before hopping on a call silently, okay? So having that proof that expertise shine through can be very helpful for the silent observers, which is most people on social media. Um, You also give your brand a history, right? Your business has a history when we can see that you've been posting publicly, you know, for months and years at a time. So I like that history. Um, Sometimes people come to me and ask, you know, hey, I'm pivoting or I'm starting over my business. Should I delete all my best past content? No. Um, keep it there. We'll, we'll reuse it. We'll have it as a living, breathing example of how long you've gone through this. And um, I think about this with a lot of brands. In fact, some of the antique versions of those brands actually hold more value because even though you're not still posting about it or creating content around it, um, there's a history there of it. I think about like physical products that have like logos on them. The logos changed. Like I know the Starbucks logo has changed over the years. If you have a cup with like an old Starbucks logo, and that may become a collectible now, right? We, we don't look down on Starbucks for changing that. We, we embrace it. And I think your audience would do the same. Your community will do the same. So you're building your bank of content and you're actually getting lots of signals along the way if that content is resonating with the people that you want it to. Is it connecting? Do they, do they get it? Are we looking at those behind the scene metrics? And are we practicing? I think sometimes as business owners, adult humans, I should say even, we expect to be really good at things just immediately. Just pick them up the first time that we start doing them. And creating content, specifically creating social media content, is a skill. And as a skill, it can be learned. But that means the first time that you do it, you're probably not going to get it 100% perfect, right? So you're giving yourself time to learn, to build, to grow for those moments when posts do take off or when your clients come and observe your work silently and decide if they want to work with you. 
At the end of the day, though, if engagement is something that you're going after, I want to give you three things that you can think about as you think about having the type of audience that doesn't really engage on social media. Um, The first thing is to actually start conversations over trying to get conversions. Okay, so I want you to start conversations over trying to get conversions. And so what that means is your posts may have more questions than may have more offers. So I gave the example of the nonprofit organization. If you're a nonprofit and you're constantly asking for donations and you're seeing your engagement go down, um, create a series of posts around encouraging community conversation. Um, so if you are a local nonprofit, for instance, let's start a conversation about something happening in your town. Hey, here's a topic that is interesting to those people in this area. What do you think? Let's start a conversation, right? Um, the second thing is you can be controversial. It depends on your brand. Me personally, do not like controversy at all. <laughs> it's Maybe it's a Libra in me, but I just want everyone to get along. Um, and so I don't typically try to stir the pot that much. Uh, Even my hot takes are like not really super big hot takes. Uh, But there are some brands that this works really well for. And I'll tell you right now, people love to correct something that they don't believe in that's wrong, that's, um, you know, just different. People love it. So if you want to dive into a controversial conversation, that can bring more engagement. Um, I think about even like celebrity gossip conversation style. So the divorce coach, for instance, maybe can now talk about a celebrity divorce public proceeding. Um, I think about the one with Johnny Depp. That was, was that last year or two years ago? Um, that was very public. You can start conversations around that for sure. Um, be a little controversial, stir the pot. That could absolutely work. And then my third tip is to just join other conversations. Join other conversations. Be a community member. I think that's, I firmly believe that's a huge part of being a good community leader is you have to know what it feels like to be a good community member. And to be a good community member, that doesn't mean that you get to just soak in everything in the community and, and, and get all the benefits of being in the community without contributing. The very essence of a community means we're all contributing. So find a community where your people are also members and join the conversation. This can mean commenting on other people's posts. It could mean direct messages with people who are in similar but non-competing areas. It could even mean private paid communities where your, your people are hanging out. Whatever the case may be, I encourage you to join conversations. You may also learn some things along the way, like uh, which conversations are easier for you to join than others, which is information for you when you're creating content, hoping people will engage with it. Um, So it's not the end of the world if you're not getting a ton of engagement. You can find your people. You can encourage engagement in these ways and you can join other conversations. I'll be back at you soon with another episode next week. We're talking to Monique Bryan about personal branding. So let's stay tuned for that. In the meantime, give us a five-star rating on Apple Podcasts. Spotify helps keep us in the top 100 of marketing podcasts. I'll see you next week. Bye for now.